I V M. All right, hello and welcome to Football Portal. My name is Saru. We are recording this after the midweek matches. And my dear friend Yash seems to be in an upbeat mood. Yash, what's up? Yeah, man, things are good. Things are good. It's been awesome. Wow. Is that was that the best Manchester United performance ever? That's the only way to talk these days. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that because uh, I mean, hyperbly apart, uh, United fans are not used to a complete midfield performance like the one Casemiro dished out. I thought Fred dished out the complete midfielder performance, including a goal. Fred Fred dished out a complete Fred performance. <laughs> Tackling the ball and somehow managing to give away a counter attack to the opponents and a very comic goal scored which is a good thing of course and there was a lot of pressing so yeah so it was very frustrating on Fred's part but of course he made a very telling difference. He made the only difference. I didn't realize who scored the second goal? Bruno Fernandes. Oh, that guy. Okay. I read on Twitter that if Marcus Rashford had shot John Lennon on that day, John Lennon would have been 82 years old and alive today. <laughs> What I didn't watch this because I was clearly supporting the team I love, which is Newcastle. Hmm. So, what is this shocking thing Marcus Rashford did? Why, why he was scoring goals in front of an open goal? I think this is a bit harsh. I mean, this is true. If if you said that against Omonia in the previous week or against Newcastle on the weekend, but uh, I think Hugo Lloris has something, uh, some some personal grudge. Against Marcus Rashford, he was pulling worldies to save goals from Rashford. Yeah, yeah, there were there was a one uh, point blank save that he made. Marcus took out two defenders with a fake, and there was one curler from the edge of the box. So wow, these were I think the best chances that Rashford had, and both of them were like wonder saves by Lloris. Yeah, but as always, when there is a very good Manchester United performance, it never mm-hmm. that's never the news, and towards the end. uh your dear man cristiano ronaldo he mm. walked away and they asked eric ten hag on the post match and he said i'll deal with it tomorrow not today so what has he dealt with it what is the story there they were just waiting for him to score the 700 goal and pick up the plaque that he did on the weekend in the game against newcastle that's before before the game he got the plaque now that he has that achievement under his arms i don't think uh, ten hag is planning to start him again i'll be very surprised if he starts him ha huh, but i'm sure he knew that so what is this song and dance about walking away like i think he expected he expected to come on as a substitute at least but uh, i mean nowadays oh. there are five substitutes right so he's like he's not even in the top 16 Achha, so it is like the merry batting merry bat types yeah Oh, okay. I I had also posted on the WhatsApp group. Please, United beat Spurs and Conte. You guys did Spurs. They looked so bad. Yeah, they were surprisingly bad. They're much worse than I uh, initially thought they were. <laughs> they just didn't turn up, man. I mean, uh, Bentancur and Hoybier. I guess they look good only against like the bottom ten teams. The Conte apologist journalists are saying that you know. Conte meticulously plans his team to hit peak fitness towards the end of the season, and because the World Cup disturbance, probably you know that thing had got like little disturbed. But toward second half of the season, he will like you know do some crap or whatever. 
Jeez, I didn't know Conte had so many fans who would go. They're like worse than. No, I, I just think he's. What, what Duncan? What's that guy? Duncan Castles for Mourinho. <laughs> This is like he was stretching it even more. I think he's just meticulously planning his exit to Turin to go to Juventus. They they seem completely clueless of how to play this game. From from a very strategic point of view, they were just playing hopeful balls to Kane. Yeah, and man. Suddenly, you see, United is winning now. Liverpool has started winning. They beat Manchester City, and now they've beaten West. Yeah, I mean, of course, driven apart from us is talking about the Liverpool resurgence. That's like the big story. Who, who? Okay, let's talk about Liverpool resurgence. Who is talking about this resurgence? First, let's abuse them. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> What are they saying about the <laughs> Liverpool resurgence? Oh, they're they're saying that oh, Klopp has managed to turn this around now. Liverpool will play four four two and manage to beat teams. Oh. After after oh. Salah scored on the weekend, everyone was like, Salah is going to explode now. Wait, I saw a formation thing where he played Salah's wing back, and you had commented it, saying commented on it. What was that? The actual formation Klopp played. He was playing on the right side of the midfield. Oh man! But isn't that his regular position anyway? No, he plays. Uh, he plays sort of right forward, right? So in the four four three three, he plays right forward. Now he was playing. Klopp was playing four four two with both Firmino and Darwin Nunez up top, which pushed Salah behind and wide. There is Liverpool resurgence. There is Manchester United resurgence, and there is the biggest resurgence of them all of Kepa Ariza Balaga. He is become this unstoppable force now. Has he? I mean, I I of course didn't watch the Brentford game. Uh, Was he the reason why Chelsea escaped with one point? Yes, yes. Dude, Kepa is. He's been destroying it, and people like on the Chelsea fan groups are like, "Where? Who is this guy? <laughs> where? Where was this Kepa all the while?" <laughs> so even our dear friend on WhatsApp said he's definitely going to the World Cup now. So yeah, Kepa is keeping Chelsea in the in the points over the last two weeks. Kepa is what Spanish? Spanish. Yeah, they have some guy that had Unai Simon, right? Yes, Unai Simon. And but now Chelsea fans, they are like you know, till like three months ago, they're like Mendy, hey, yeah, what is the problem? We have Mendy, and now they're saying that we should sell Mendy, get rid of him. He has very bad attitude, and if Kepa is like this, we should keep Kepa. Wow, it's reached that these, levels now. What are these Chelsea groups, man? I mean, the flip flops are just <laughs> you, 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 you want to be part of them. <laughs> Of course, I do. <laughs> okay, I I shall speak to the admin and get you added. The group is called Chelsea Diehard Fans. <laughs> diehard. Yeah, yeah. And Newcastle, they are also killing it. Miguel Almiron. Oh man! What a turnaround! What a turnaround! Did you watch that goal? No, I missed it. Unfortunately, but I have him in my fantasy team, so. Was completely backing him to score in this game. Oh yeah, he he's playing so well. And first half, they literally ran over Frank Lampard. We should have seen Frank Lampard's face. You would have enjoyed this game a lot. I think at one point the yeah, I, I did. I did watch like twenty minutes of him and. <laughs> at one point, the commentator said, "You know, we just saw Eddie Howe make notes. Me, he's written one or two points. But if Lampard has been making notes." For the first half performance, he would have a notebook to fill <laughs> and to download on his team. So it was. I mean, Newcastle were just all over them. Their midfield was running these guys over. It it was amazing. And Bruno G is. I mean, he's playing at a level which I think is 
warrants him to hang out with Neymar in the World Cup permanently thoughts. Yeah, from from the little that I saw of the game, they seem to dominate. I mean, the the Everton boys at the back, Tarkovsky and whoever whoever they were, they were giving each other high fives for like blocks and corners and things <laughs> like that. So they were really under the cosh. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was, that was so funny. Okay, so what else did you watch? So there on the weekend, because we are recording this after two games. Oh, week. the I I watched the El Clasico. Oh. How was it? Who won? The Real Madrid absolutely wiped the floor with Barca. It was a three-one oh. victory. Is that why Xavi came out with a sentence saying that if Barcelona sack me, I would understand it? Yeah, yeah. So it's been a terrible week for our man Xavi, who, uh, of course, he's threatened by a Champions League exit after a draw against Inter Milan in the Champions League, and of course that he followed that up with that performance in the in the El Clasico. Yeah, I mean, it just was. Uh, I mean, that first half they just had. I mean, no answer to Benzema and Cruz and the rest of the guys, the old guys. I mean, as a layman football watcher, you think they're missing Aubameyang? Is that the reason? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think Lewandowski sort of makes up for his uh, his presence. Oh, okay. I'm talking of Benzema, Ballon d'Or, finally. Uh, yeah. Finally, and deservedly so. Yeah, I mean, after they robbed my man Lewandowski with bullshit excuses, mm. at least they've given it. So there are two things which come of it. One is Mourinho had a tribute video for Kareem, and uh, Mourinho went on to say that he went on to say that you know Kareem is not like a selfish player. He plays for the team. He is a completely mm. team man, yeah. and his evolution has been mm. amazing. When I coached him, I was pointing out my latest details, pushing him hard because he had the potential. I hope I have helped him develop the game, and I hope, like you know, he also feels the same. But he had a glowing tribute for Kareem Benzema, and that guy, you have to say, he deserved it at some point in his career, right? Yeah, and this uh, him achieving this at 34 is really like it. It gives hope to people that they can, you know, in even in fields where you need fitness, you can be at the top of the game at. I see. Uh, at, at an so age him, as late as 34. Him achieving it at 34 is like Luka Modric achieving it at 34. So, <laughs> what's the difference? Yes, everyone's achieving it no, at 34. I, but, I mean, in, in the, the, I think Didier Drogba, who was presenting it, uh, said that Benzema is the oldest uh, player to achieve it since Stanley Matthews got the first ball on the air. And Stanley Matthews was a lifetime achievement kind of a thing in the 50s. Oh, then probably Modric got so, it at 33 yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe a few months shy of it. I'm sure Messi has got it uh, when he was 33, also. So. Oh yeah. So you But think this just, is my my point is my point is that Messi has been winning Ballon d'Or since he was in his early 20s, and uh, Benzema was nowhere close to it. I think that just the incrementally how good he has been in the last couple of years as compared to the rest of his career is is incredible. Is that that's uh, that's what I was pointing at. Like maybe when Benzema turned 30, people must have uh, thought that you know his base, best days are behind him. He's won Champions League. Uh, Champions League. Now maybe uh, Madrid will look for a new striker, and maybe that's why they got in that. Now uh, who was that guy? Luka who was Jovic. that used? Luka, Luka Jovic. Jovic. Yeah, Luka Jovic was. He was not useless. Let's say just let's just say Madrid treated him really badly. Well, whatever it is, I I don't think he was ever gonna ever look like replacing Benzema in the starting lineup. Ah, but it also helped that Benzema because of his black sex, blackmail scandal or whatever, never played for France. So every year he mm. actually got enough rest. 
even in international break you know so he can obviously awesome. work on his fitness yeah, yeah. is this the end of cristiano but, and messi but having said that the last couple of years he's actually been playing playing for france right ha huh. so he is elongated his career maybe he has miles in those legs which would have been spent sure. otherwise yeah fair enough oh fair is enough, this the enough. end of cristiano yeah. messi ballon d'or like are they going to ever win it again no i don't think so the i mean the way uh, holland has started this year i think he's going he's on track for winning it and at some point of time man city have to win the champions league with erling haaland i think it's going to be easier so erling haaland is definitely going to pick up a couple of them in the, in the coming this future this year neymar is going to neymar is going to win the ballon d'or after brazil win the world cup it is mm. it is destiny yeah let's and then he will get cheers to that i really need that and then he will get his taxes written off by what is that guy's name bolsonaro <laughs> If he wins, no. If Lula wins, then then he will get his taxes me? written off by Lula. <laughs> What they can they can't like fuck around with Neymar. <laughs> you think Modi ji can get away with abusing Tendulkar on a off side on a side note? Yeah, they he he can obviously. What am I saying? He's obviously can. The like Tendulkar is smaller than him. That's the implication. Neymar, not Neymar. Sure. Then Modi. <laughs> okay. All right, let's take a break right now. Since we've seen so many games, or you've seen so many games, let's choose a player of the week. And there's some very exciting fixtures on the weekend. Let's talk about them. So stay tuned to Football Portal. All right, hello, welcome back to Football Portal. Yes, let's just get into it. Who has been the player of the week for you? Oh, so for me, it's easily Sede uh, Valverde. Who's become a world-class talent? He scored last night against. He scored a wonder goal against Elche, and on the weekend he scored against Barca. And he totally runs that right-hand side. I, I don't think there's anyone who plays on the right of uh, the pitch right now who's as good as Freddie Valverde. Oh, what what happened to the your favorite? Uh... What do you call Vinicius? Vinicius plays on the left. Yeah, so in the first goal, he sort of made that goal by by running almost half the length of the pitch, but uh, goal was saved and Benzema tapped in. So yeah, he had a, he had a decent game. Okay, I I would give my player of the week. I would give my player of the week to Thibaut Courtois because I did not really watch any him play at all. But he felt really hurt at coming seventh, and he said that no goalkeeper can ever build the Ballon d'Or and everything. So as a small mm. tribute, he forget Ballon d'Or. At least football twaddle recognizes you as a player of the week. <laughs> For you doing jack shit, yeah. yeah. So I will give it to Thibaut Courtois. He's a good guy, and. I think Chelsea fans mm. calling him snake also like secretly hoping he yeah, he shouldn't have left because like Benzema last three years Thibaut has been amazing. He has been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have given it to Miguel Almiron, but then it's become too common that I just I'm just like handing it out to Newcastle players every week. So there we go. All right, man. What are you watching on the weekend? Oh, I'm watching the big Premier League clash between Chelsea and Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. Wow. So this wow. is like a Already an important game for the top four. That's amazing. Chelsea versus Manchester United, and you think Kepa is going to save, make some saves from Rashford? Yeah, yeah, he's going to save uh, shots from Rashford. I, I don't think he's having a good time. Oh, okay. Since it's like you know all this Diwali weekend and everything, I would choose to one is Spurs versus Newcastle. Right. Oh man. And I hope New Spurs are as bad as they were against United. Then Newcastle would thump them like that. 
or some crap like yeah, that. Yeah, going by form, going by form, Newcastle should like absolutely like destroy. Yeah, I I hope uh, Joe Linton and Fabian Share and all there. I mean, they had some sort of cramp kind of issues, but I hope they are fit enough to play. Otherwise, I think that mm. is going to be a good game. And also, I would choose the Serie A game. It's Mourinho versus Paletti, Roma versus Napoli, one versus four with three points separating wow. them. So that. I think that game nice. is on Sunday night, and if I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. Tottenham Newcastle is also Sunday night. So back to back, I will watch like six hours of football, starting from 9 p.m. Double header. Yeah. So nice. that's that. So Monday is Diwali, right? Uh, what do I have to do? I mean, we can't even burst crackers. I don't even know where we can get green crackers. So. Is there football on Monday as well? <laughs> just like continue just watching it. Uh, yeah, that's it. But there's I mean, a lot of interesting uh, games. Like, you know. There's, uh, West Ham, there's West Ham versus Bournemouth on Monday. I think I would rather celebrate Diwali. <laughs> <laughs> but there is not. Has, has Jesse Lingard scored a goal till now for Nottingham Forest? No, no. He's been disastrous. Nottingham Forest in general has been terrible. So. Okay. He's been so, pretty bad. Oh, What's Chelsea versus Manchester United scoreline going to be? I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-0 Chelsea. I'm going to say it's, a, it's going to be a 2-1 Manchester United win. Will Bruno Fernandes cheat to get a penalty? 100%. United haven't got a penalty in a long time. so Yeah, finally. The campaign we've been waging since the last 20 years is paying, paying some fruits right now. Yeah. So, but it all happened because of Klopp, I think. Uh, so yeah, he he ended Liverpool's thirty-year wait. He ended your twenty-year wait. He's the Messiah. When what did Klopp do in stopping United from getting penalties? Dude, he he complained uh, before. I think it was last season. He complained uh, that uh, United are getting a lot of soft penalties, and in that very game, uh, the the referee didn't give like two nailed-on penalties to Manchester United, and <laughs> United have not been getting penalties for a long time. Like against Newcastle, also there were a couple of. If he wants, which well, well, let's not get carried away because you United could have considered penalty against Newcastle as well, which they did not. Yeah, that's not true. Even, that's which true. was a more hands-on penalty. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we end, uh, who is a better player, Miguel Almiron or uh, Anthony of Manchester United? So far, I think Almiron has scored more goals and he's more Premier League. Is that your only benchmark? <laughs> he has scored more goals. <laughs> no, but I, I think Anthony has a higher ceiling. Come than- on. Like what is his ceiling? Real Madrid? No, I think he can. Uh, no man, I mean he's good enough for uh, Manchester United right now. Newcastle, once Newcastle become bigger and better, I think they're gonna dump oh. Pep's ass and get someone and, better and get Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The, oh, we'll end with you know the funniest feud of the last week was Eddie Howe versus Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Why? Why? What were they fighting about? So, Jürgen Klopp said, you know, these states, they have like unlimited money. They can just buy whoever they want. And then if they don't work out, they'll just buy new ones. So, he pointed out at Manchester City and Newcastle United. He said, Newcastle United don't have a ceiling and everything. And Mm. obviously, Pep didn't have a game on the weekend. So, he's like, yeah, Mm. no one asked Pep anything. And we would have given a boring answer. But Eddie Howe was like passionate defense. It's completely untrue. Look at our spending. We are so less. What did we spend in the summer? I mean, it's just talking bullshit sort of a thing. So, yeah. 
it's it's getting it the the newcastle heat is getting to the best of the managers klopp was sniping at man city right because the man city game was on yeah but he he also mentioned newcastle so right right <laughs> and i don't he was just trying to be neutral right he was trying to behave like no i'm not just talking about man city so yeah clever ploy yeah. well done <clears throat> yeah we know newcastle don't spend any money <laughs> yep yep i, I right. think newcastle are very ethical Sorry, I mean, if there's an epitome of ethics, it is the country, <laughs> the country that owns Newcastle, and yeah, in fact, Eddie Howe is kind of unethical in that whole setup. <laughs> the rest, everyone is full of ethics. <laughs> yep. On that note, Yash, I shall see you next week sometime. Right. Looking forward. To All it. right. Okay. Take care, right. guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.